0: Hey love welcome to the show. You are going to love this episode. I interviewed Natalie who is a brand strategist and we talked all things authenticity. We talked about how to get to know yourself better, tuning in to what's really important to you tuning into what what you really value. learning to hear and vocalize your own opinions and needs. We talked about the Enneagram, we talked about journaling. So really, if you are in a place at all where you are looking to really tune into yourself, get to know yourself better, and really start expressing your most authentic self, you are absolutely going to love this episode. Also, in case you didn't know this already, my Powerful Routine Kickstarter just launched. And what that is, it is a three-week self-paced course. So every week, you are focusing on building one specific type of routine. So week one, you are solely focusing on building a new morning routine. Week two, midday practices. Week three, your evening routine. So by the end of the three weeks, you are going to have these beautiful, simple, absolutely simple, but really powerful and really easy to implement practices. Okay. So if you are in a place where you're looking for new routines, you're like, Oh my gosh, I need those in my life. You need more grounding. You need some feelings of stability. And really you want to feel more empowered and positive throughout your day. This is absolutely for you. And if you are one of the first 15 women to buy, you are going to get two free group coaching calls to support you in implementing, okay? So head down to the show notes. Make sure to grab one of those spots. Hey, love, welcome to the Living by Design podcast. My name is Devaney. If you are a millennial woman who's ready to fear less and start showing up confidently and courageously in your life, this show is for you. I've been working in the mental health field for about five years, and I have my master of social work. Every episode, I can guarantee you two things. One, that my mini Aussie Harper is sitting right by my side. And number two, that you are going to learn powerful practices that you can start implementing today, all centered around faith, mindset, worthiness, confidence, and powerful habits. So grab a cup of coffee, get cozy, and let's dive in. All right. Hello, you guys. I'm so excited to be here with you today and with Natalie as our guest. Natalie, share with us a little bit about you and your work. I'm so excited.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Um, So, I am Natalie. Like you said, I am a brand strategist and designer. Um, So, I work with Christian women in business. Um, I am from Minnesota. So, I live here with my five year old daughter. Um, And I love all things. Enneagram and self-development and natural health. Um, so yeah. Awesome. Awesome.
0: So our topic for today is going to be authenticity. So how we can show up really authentically and really why is that so, so important? So Natalie, why don't you share like why authenticity feels so important to you?
1: Mm-hmm. It really has just been the theme in my life of so much of my life I was not Authentic. I wasn't even sure who my authentic self was. Um, And it's really been, you know, I've been in business for two and a half years now. And it's been this journey ever since getting into entrepreneurship that I have really kind of opened my eyes to the self development world. It was never something um, I'd never even heard of mindset before. I'd never journaled before. Um, And it just kind of, it just opened my eyes to all of that. Um and yeah, I just it's just become this message on my heart that I have seen my own life of, you know, before and after of really feeling grounded in, you know, I know who I am, um, I know what's important to me, you know, this is who I am, take it or leave it, because you know, I I of course, I'm human. And so I still, still want to please people at times. Um, But there's just such a stark contrast between before and after in terms of when I really, um, really embraced who I am and really, you know, learned who my authentic self is. So that's why I just, I I want to help everyone experience that. I love that so much. So In case you didn't hear me fervently
0: taking notes over here, Um, I am super excited to dive into. I love what you mentioned about it's like over, and I can imagine, and tell me if you agree with this, like when we put ourselves in new experiences, that allows ourselves to learn more about who we are. Right. So, like, even in your business, I can imagine over the last couple of years, I feel like was probably an accelerator of like learning about you and, you know, all of these other things. And I know that that's so true for myself. And so, just opening that up to be even more general for women in general, you know, opening yourself up to new situations Mm -hmm. is so helpful when you're getting to know who you are because then you can really start becoming intentional about like, what do I like? How do I want to show up? What do I want this to be
1: like? Hmm. Exactly. Well, and even as you were saying that, like the other big um, catalyst, I guess, for me was when I became a mom. And like, obviously, that was a whole new situation. And that's where, um, you know, I, I had my daughter, and I started taking my health seriously, and started, you know, kind of thinking about all of this. So I guess that is I, I could credit it more to that. Um but yeah, I mean it it totally is like like you said, being put in those new situations, um, it just kind of like propels you forward into uncharted territories. Yeah.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs>
1: What do you feel
0: like are some of the amazing benefits of showing up authentically? Like, why should women be listening to this and have this as one of their top priorities or values, like showing up authentically?
1: That's a really good question. I mean, the thing that comes to mind is like, it's just this like wonderful groundedness when you are comfortable with like, when you know, I don't know, even simple things like the kind of clothes that you like to wear and the type of home decor that you're drawn to, like the stuff that is like, I actually really love this. It isn't a trend. It isn't because my friend likes this. Like, it's truly like, these are the type of clothes that I like to wear and the colors that I like. And, and it's, um, it is just that wonderful, like, you just feel like at peace with yourself when you know that. I love that so much. Yeah. I think, It causes so much
0: internal and then that turns into external stress um, Mm -hmm. when we aren't showing up authentically because it's like we aren't living out who we are. We aren't living in alignment with our values. And so whether we're conscious of this or not, like when we are not showing up that way, it creates tension, like internal Mm -hmm. tension and then tension in your life. Um, So that's a really, really powerful thing to mention. I love that. And one of the tips that um, Natalie and I really wanted to share was really focusing on getting to know who you are. And so I love that you mentioned that, like learning what type of home decor do I like? What type of clothes do I like? And that's been something that I've been learning, you know, even up until the last couple of years. And I feel like we're constantly learning who we are. It's like every new season, you know, we're, we're learning different things about who we are and we're molding into different versions of ourselves as we're growing. And so- yeah, getting to know yourself and being able to do that is so important.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's like flexing that muscle. It's like you just over time, like you said, it's like, I'm always getting to know myself in new ways, but it's, um, yeah. I mean, you're, you are just kind of building up that confidence muscle and like just being authentic, being yourself. Because um, something that I say a lot is that it's so much easier said than done to just be yourself. Like it's so, cl- like it's such a cliche you know, there's only one you, like, all those sayings, but it's, like, but it is really true, and it's very, it feels very vulnerable to, like, put yourself out there as, like, you know, this is the real me, because when you are, um, I know I experienced this a lot, and especially, you know, 2020 hindsight, looking back, um, when I was kind of putting on a facade and not really showing up, um, showing people, who I really was, what I really thought about stuff, if they didn't like it, it was easy to dismiss it because it's like, oh, well, they don't really know me. Like, so it's fine. Like, whatever. Yes. (laughs) What?
0: Yeah. That's an incredible coping skill, right? Like that's Mm -hmm. an incredible defense mechanism that we learn is like, we're going to keep ourselves kind of hidden. Like I'm, I'm here, but I'm kind of at a distance. This isn't really me. So if I get rejected or if I get my feelings hurt, that actually doesn't hurt me because it's not really about me.
1: Right. Like I've experienced that. Um, I felt that very much when I was just starting in my business. And I feel that when I make new friends, you know, less so now, especially like, you know, think like super awkward middle school years, high school, like so much. Oh my goodness. Um, And I think another reason to why it is so important. Your, your original question was just like, why is it so important? Um, to know who your authentic self is. It also helps you verbalize it. Like I think I think back to like, you know, when my daughter was a toddler and like like when you have a little child who has all these thoughts and like you can tell they're so frustrated because they can't say like, you know, they're trying to tell you something and you're like, uh-huh. And they're like, I can tell you don't understand me. And I'm trying to tell you this thing. And it's just really frustrating. And it's like, I think we experience that too. Um, and then when we, as we learn more about ourselves, it just, it does help us verbalize like, you know, something rubs you the wrong way and you can tell someone like, you can put it into words, the reason why what they did bothered you, you know, and it helps your relationships. Like it just, it impacts so many areas of your life. I think that's so
0: powerful. And I love that you mentioned it's like it's almost this two-part process of like learning more about you and who you are and what you enjoy and your needs and your feelings and then taking it one step further and being able to express that to other people mm-hmm. around you. It's like kind of those two pieces that we have to kind of build our muscles with. Yeah. Yeah, I totally. love that. So let's talk about the power of journaling because I think that's a perfect segue. So if if we have women who are trying to build their ability to know okay, this is how I'm feeling, this is what's going on for me. And then, you know, also kind of starting to learn how to like show up that way and vocalize that to other people. Um, what are some of the ways that journaling has been really helpful for you?
1: Um, I am very much a, I can't even think of the word. There's, we all have like different ways of processing. I can very much process through writing i've noticed um and so as i got into journaling i quickly realized that like oh my gosh it it helps me become aware of these um things that i'm thinking or feeling that i'm just like subconsciously doing and somehow i can become you know consciously aware of it when i'm writing it down um i i i do kind of the conscious or what's it called the where you're just kind of following your streams Mm -hmm. of thought when you're journaling. I think a lot of people do that. Um, I didn't even realize I was doing that even until until I saw someone talking about that in terms of journaling. But yeah, it just, it helps you just, I mean, I don't know how to explain how that happens. I don't know brain terminology, but I think that's just so fascinating in itself. It's like, it helps you kind of um, bring your thoughts to the front of your mind. Like, you're staring at your thoughts on a piece of paper in front of you. And then you can, you know, especially when I get into the flow with journaling and I'm just, you know, writing down thoughts, if I'm like venting or frustrated or upset or whatever, and then I go back and read them and I'm like, Oh, okay. Like it's just, (laughs) it's, it's, it's really cool. Um, and I know that I, I don't consistently journal, um, but I do definitely notice a difference between like when I'm not, um, especially as an Enneagram nine, cause I just kind of go numb to myself. I can tell when I haven't journaled in a while because I just, I go numb to like, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? I'll start feeling off and I have no idea why, like not even a, um, like, I don't want to admit what I'm thinking. It's truly like, unless I sit down with my journal, you know, pen in hand, I'm like, I don't know why i feel this way until i just start writing and and then it'll eventually come out
0: yeah i love that so much and it's so powerful because i think one of the one of the best skills that we can build is our self-awareness and so it's like like you said it's so easy to just be going on autopilot and especially as a nine and we'll talk more about the Enneagram in a minute you guys um but you know, especially with whatever our personality tendencies are, you know, and as nines, right, the tendency is kind of to be accommodating to other people and to be loving on and serving other people. And so it's so easy. And even just to think about, like, really quickly reflect on what are some of those tendencies for you? Like, what are some of those autopilot tendencies in your life that keep you from tuning into yourself? And that's why I think journaling can be so powerful. Just like Natalie mentioned, it's building that awareness of what's going on for me internally. So then you can intentionally create shifts or create changes or verbalize whatever it is that you're needing um, so that you can you know, show up feeling better and more grounded and more authentic and more confident, all of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I love that. Okay, let's talk for a minute about the Enneagram.
1: Tell me your experience with Enneagram. Well, even like you were just saying, um, we all have these like tendencies and these things that we do all the time. Um, And I don't even remember how exactly I found out about the Enneagram, but I remember... You know, I got serious about looking into okay, what is my type? I did actually get type nine, which was accurate when I took a a test online. Um, but I went to podcasts actually and I just searched like, you know, Enneagram type nine and I listened to anything I could find that was type nines because I just needed to hear other people like share their perspectives like, okay, is this a good fit for me? Um, and I remember vividly, like, cause we were, it was winter in Minnesota and I was outside in the front yard playing, you know, making snow forts with my daughter. Um, and I was listening at the same time to a panel discussion of type nines and they were talking about, you know, different things. And they said something along the lines of, um, how type nines just have this belief that their presence doesn't matter. I don't remember how they said it, but it was just like, it just clicked. And I was like, Oh, and that like is the big tendency for me. I mean, I, I'm i human, I have a lot of other tendencies that I do, um, but in terms of there being like a really significant one that when I became aware of that, it changed things for me, that was it. Like I was just kind of mind blown. Um, and I could instantly think back to, you know, even in childhood, like moments where I'd be, you know, in fifth grade on the playground, and hanging out with my friends, and I was, you know, hanging out with them like I did all the time at recess, but then internally having this dialogue going on of, like, they don't really care if I'm here, I don't think they even really like me, like, just all this stuff where I was, like, oh my gosh, this explains so much, um, and the- then I totally understood the hype about the Enneagram.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes, I love it. Yeah, I can't remember how I came across the Enneagram either, but I took one of the tests and then immediately had like some of the closest people around me take it because I was like, I need to know. So the Enneagram, if I had to describe it, and I'm not trained, I'm not a professional in this, um, but my experience of the Enneagram is that there's nine types and it's kind of like nine personality types. And then with each personality type, you have... Um, a couple of different ways that you can kind of tend or move to based on if you're under stress, you'll kind of become more of this type. And then if you're doing really well and flourishing, you know, you'll head to this other. So it's it's really amazing. And like Natalie said, it's so incredible just to, to find, and I think the thing that I love so much about the Enneagram is I really feel like it resonates and it just made so much sense. And it's so easy to grasp, I feel like. Um, And there's so much history behind it as well. And I've been interested in personality tests, but none of them ever like really caught my attention. Um, And there are some like faith based principles underneath Enneagram, which I love as well. And so so yeah, I will actually drop down in the podcast uh, show notes, like maybe you know a couple spaces where you can go and take the test if you wanted to and see what you are. And then once you find out what you are, do what Natalie and I both did and look up a ton of episodes about your type, Um, and you can also go on Pinterest and there's so many beautiful graphics that like, I feel like I look up my type, I'm a type four. I feel like I look up my type and I'm like, yes, yes, yes. There's like all these beautiful graphics that like explain everything about me, you know?
1: Yeah. Or all the, um, Instagram accounts for the Enneagram. I love all of those too, where there's like the memes of like, you know, how each type responds. Hey,
0: I just wanted to remind you in case you haven't done so already, make sure to head down to the show notes and join my Facebook community. Also, I have seven days of free journal prompts, positive affirmations, and that also comes with 15 minutes of audio. All of these tools are centered around helping you start to show up more confidently and courageously, okay? No more Googling and YouTubing random journal prompts. Head down to the show notes and make sure to grab those and
1: join the community. I don't know. To I can't think of a good example right now, but they're always so accurate, and I'm like, yes, yes. Like, totally, totally. You're like, you
0: know me, yes. Yeah. I love that. Um, okay, so definitely, like, take some time to dive into the Enneagram if that's something that you haven't explored, because as you're on this journey of trying to show up authentically, it's like, how the heck do we show up authentically if we don't know who we are? Like, mm-hmm. that's you know, we have to know who we are, and so. Also being compassionate with ourselves along the way, though, and realizing that you are constantly growing and evolving, Um, but really spending that time to learn, like, who am I? Why do I do things? You know, what are the tendencies that I have um, can be really, really powerful. And something that Natalie mentioned earlier that I wanted to bring up is this idea um, of really, like, a way to start practicing, showing up authentically, doing that, um, like starting out in small ways. So like starting out in really small, safe ways. Um, so do you have any examples, Natalie, of like maybe just one one of your experiences as you kind of started to like learn more about yourself and you're like feeling a little more grounded
1: um, and then what that looked like or, you know, anything like that? Yeah. I mean, I think you know if someone is trying to you know practice small ways that they can start um sharing their real thoughts about things or whatever is to uh you know like you said do it in a safe space in terms of if you know that you have a friend or a family member that is you know has strong opinions about something like maybe that's not the best person to do that with, you know if you're really um if you're really, again, like flexing that muscle and trying to build that skill in and um, be more courageous with, you know, showing people your real self. Um, I was telling you a little bit before we hit record, just with everything going on right now, me as a peacemaker um, and the global situation has been another exercise for me in terms of um, even just with, you know, the family that I live with, not not feeling like I have to hide what I really think about things, you know. Um I know a big thing for me is that if I speak up and I feel like my thoughts or opinions aren't valued, um I have the habit of just like shutting down and so I'm trying to it's, you know, it's a way for me to practice and I am very as as a nine, again, um, very open-minded in terms of I can see all the sides, I can see where people are coming from, um, but I can also embrace what I think about it, and it sometimes takes me a long time to figure out what it is, um, but that's something that there's been so many instances where I'm just, you know, Being gentle with myself as I practice like I can see all the sides, but I can also have my strong opinions or my, you know, core beliefs that I don't have to waver just because I can see other people's perspectives doesn't mean um, Mine is less valid or yeah. Absolutely. That's something I've definitely gone through when I originally
0: tested. I thought that I was a type nine, Um, but I feel like Yeah, I just want to talk about the power of that. Like you, because I think especially um, this kind of relates to another thing that you had mentioned before about like people pleasing, right? So like if our if one of our natural tendencies is like we want to hear other people and we are so easily able to understand other people's perspectives. um, So like if you identify as an empath, maybe where you feel like you're really able to feel other people's feelings and you're so good at perspective taking, it can be really hard to stand firm in what you believe and, you know, your feelings about things. And I've totally felt that, um, myself, because I feel like I'm, I'm always able to see everyone's perspective. Like I'm always able to see it and to get it. Um, Mm -hmm. but it was definitely a process learning like, okay, just like you said, like I can see all of that, but then also still, you know, have my own feelings. And it's like learning to differentiate almost like learning to figure out how do I feel about it?
1: Yeah. It's like you, you can question, um, I mean, we're always learning and growing and evolving. And so it's like, you know, we might change our minds about something, you know, down the road, but we can, we can take in others' opinions without like turning it into this big questioning, like, oh no, what do I think? Um. And I had mentioned before, just like, you know, the more self-aware you are, the easier it is to verbalize. And this is another great example, because I can think of conversations that I've had where there's, you know, different tense moments or people have differing opinions. And I've been able to verbalize, like, look, I'm very sensitive to, I don't know what I think. I'm going to be honest. I, you know, feel in the middle of this and um, I don't want to hear your opinions right now cuz i know what you think i know what this person thinks and i need to figure out what i think and like i wouldn't there's there's no way i would be able to verbalize that if i didn't you know do the inner work and figure out how i'm wired and how god created me this way you know
0: yeah that is so powerful i just i love i love thinking about people being able to build their abilities to assert and share what they're feeling and what they're thinking in a really healthy way right um, mm-hmm. and you had mentioned earlier, like that one of the blocks to this can be people pleasing. And so maybe we can chat about that for just a minute, because even if you're not a type nine, I feel like there are so many women, um, especially if you're in a place where you don't feel like, you know, who you are super confidently, we, I feel are going to more air towards people pleasing, because if we're not really strong and firm in who we are, we're going to be more likely to do that. Right. So Um, if you had to share, you know, any practices or anything you think that helped you move out of the people pleasing state into like the grounded and showing up authentically and feeling more comfortable, um, what would that
1: be? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I'm just trying to think, you know, it's funny because I also know that, (laughs) (laughs) because because I am the way that I am when people ask me about like I can handle being put on the spot but when it's about like what I think about something I'm like what do I think (laughs) um yeah I'm
0: happy you you mentioned something before you mentioned starting out in small safe spaces right so like is that something that you found was helpful for you like starting out and practicing with safe people or you know, it sounds like too building your awareness was really, really helpful. And then building that was then able to help you start actually showing up more in that way.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's really what it comes down to is that it's just, I can think of little moments where I kind of asserted myself a little bit more and then a little bit more, and it just kind of builds. Um, Because, you know, I think even five, six, seven years ago, like, I feel like I was just a totally different person, because, you know, because of all this, Um, and it's actually funny, I have a tattoo that says inner strength, (laughs) that I always forget I have, Um, but I got it right when I graduated high school, and for me, it was this, like, you know, I am going to embrace my inner strength, because I had, I mean, high school was Interesting. I feel like it's interesting for everyone, Um, and that's even that in itself is one moment that I can think of where it's just kind of these little moments of you know, I am strong. Like I do have this inner strength.
0: I love that so much.
1: Yeah, and I feel like so for
0: for the woman who is thinking like, oh man, I really want to start doing that. I really would like to start showing up more. I feel like really and Natalie mentioned this really just starting out small and first identifying, like, how would you like to be showing up? Like, what would be an example? So even just in the safe space of you and your journal, like journaling out, what would be an example of a situation that already happened or a situation that could possibly happen where I would like to show up differently or in an assertive way? And what would that look like? And then in a really safe space, like Natalie mentioned, with someone who doesn't have really, you know, bold, strong opinions, who you know is going to hear you and allow you to practice that, um, you know, just determine that, okay, that's something that I'm going to do and I'm going to say and I'm going to assert myself. And then what will happen is you're building those muscles up until you get to the place where overall, you know, in your life, you're able to really comfortably assert yourself in lots of different situations. But it starts out really small and, you know, with safe people.
1: Mm -hmm. And even as you're saying that, just thinking about, like, if you're journaling, like, what if someone doesn't like what I have to say? Like, it's okay if people don't agree with me, I have to tell my that you know tell myself that all the time. Um, it's okay. Like it's okay if they don't like what I have to say um, or what I think. If they don't agree with me, I am a very accepting person. I have friends and family and stuff that's like, of course, I don't agree with everything that they do or think or say or believe, um, but I still love them, and it's the same for me you know, it's like giving yourself that same grace and that same compassion that you do other people. I
0: love that so much. Yeah. And I think that comes down to also what you had mentioned about really grounding into like who you are. Right. And so once you kind of are spending, you know, some of that time doing the inner work and building out like, really, who am I, um, then you can start showing up that way. And knowing it's almost like that knowing that even if someone doesn't like me, I'm still okay. And knowing yeah. like where your value comes from, where your worth comes from underneath to where you don't necessarily need to be walking around in your life feeling like you need everyone to like you. And I feel like that's something that I went through that, you know, like, and it's, it's really hard. Like when you're walking around feeling like you just feel like you need everyone to like you and approve of you because that's where you're looking for your validation.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like where is your where are you getting your validation? Like where's your worth coming from? That's yeah. a huge thing. I love that.
0: Oh, this was so good. This was so good. Okay, Natalie, where can people find you? I know there's a couple
1: different places and I will make sure to add all of them down below. Yeah. Um, so I am yeah, in several different places. My website is Natalie Arndt. Um, I'm over on Instagram at Natalie Arndt Design. Um, if you are an entrepreneur, I have a Facebook group called Presence and Purpose um, and then I also have a podcast called Presence and Purpose, um, which is all about branding, marketing um, for Christian women entrepreneurs. Awesome, thank you so much for your time today, Natalie. Yeah, thank you
0: did you love this episode? If you answered yes to that, I would so appreciate if you headed down and left a rating and a review. That would mean so much to me. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for spending your time here and I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day.